<laughs> awesome. So uh, I'm just believing God as we go into this new year, as we get ready for this new year, that we're going to see everything that He's promised and so much more. And I just know that God has given us this message today. It's such a powerful message of a powerful principle, a law of God that will help us accelerate and move into what He has. Because God is our creator. He is the design engineer. If you want to know uh, what's behind what you see, you look at the engineer behind it, the designer behind it, the creator behind it. And God has created us with this special, what I call, out-of-the-ordinary law. It's a law that we can tap into beginning right now. It's a law we can participate in beginning right now. And it causes us to be able to break every barrier of limitation and accomplish what, I mean, we've only imagined can be accomplished. And that's what we want to talk about this morning. This very important law that you and I can participate in. And this is called the law of teamwork. Amen. Thanks, brother. Praise God. Look at there. The law of teamwork. We're going to work together according to the design and decree, uh, the focus and the uh, plan that God has laid out. And we're going to see an exponential like we've never known before. Because, you know, if you look at God who created all of nature and all designed it all, you see from the bees to the ants to the roots of the trees to the roots of the grass to everything, it all works together. There is teamwork in order for it to work. So great teamwork makes things happen more than anything else in our families, in our churches, in our ministries, in our businesses, and in our life. I'm telling you, teamwork trumps, it trumps skill. You think skill is important? It is. But teamwork trumps skill. Teamwork trumps qualification. Teamwork trumps money. Some people say, no, money will handle anything. No, teamwork trumps money. And if you want to take the acrostic of team, some people like to do that. Uh, we can look at it together. Everyone achieves more. God has called us together here at Team Embassy where we can come together, we can bring our gifts and our talents and our anointings and our experiences and we can unite together and we can advance the kingdom of God and as we do so, our lives are going to be advanced more than if we were to ever try to do something individually because teamwork is the combined effective action of a group or a team to achieve a common goal or a vision. Just like those rowers here, they all work together as a team in order to meet, reach their destination and to reach it with great speed. So teamwork is the combined efforts and action of all of us here, a group, a team, to achieve a common uh, goal or vision. And when that is done, when we embrace a common goal, regardless of our minor differences, and you can look to the person to your right or left and say, you know, we have those. We have minor differences, okay? Regardless of our minor differences, we strive to work shoulder to shoulder, confident in one another's faith, trust, and commitment, and uh, together we can do more than we can individually. So summed up, teamwork could be we believe in each other because teamwork is the, is the fuel that allows common people, that's us, to produce uncommon results. 
God has called you to live in the miraculous zone, miracle zone. You are to be supernatural. Did you know that? Because we are sons and daughters of a supernatural God who has ordained us as a royal priesthood. So the supernatural God has placed His supernatural hand and filled us with His supernatural spirit and guide us and direct us by His supernatural word that we could walk in supernatural ways. God wants you to have a testimony that you can only give Him the glory and the honor and the praise for it because in the natural it could have never happened. I pray in the name of Jesus, beginning right now, going into this week, the week leading up to Rosh Hashanah, that your testimonies will expand, that you will get new miracle stories to tell, new miracle provision and new miracle manifest, that you can brag on God to others about your God who is so amazing and so awesome. And in order for the miracle testimony to be on your lips, the miracle has to be manifest in your life. Teamwork is synonymous with success. Success. Success for a good cause or a bad cause. The enemy, oh, listen, the devil, he knows how to work. He will look at what God has designed and he'll try to use those principles to advance his kingdom of darkness. And he learns that the principles of God work whether you serve God or not. They are that powerful. Just like the law of gravity works for the believer and the unbeliever, the law of the teamwork works for the believer and the unbeliever. So the devil understands this. If you'll remember in Matthew 12 and 45, Jesus is talking about a demon being cast out of a man's house or out of his life. And and the demon, what does he do? Jesus said the demon goes and looks for seven other demons. He's trying to build a team. Because he knows by himself he can't stay in that man's house. But if he goes back with a team, the team can accomplish what he cannot by himself. I mean, this is absolutely amazing. The devil's using this principle more than I see a lot of Christians use this principle. The devil and demons says, you know what? Let's put our differences aside for the common common cause of advancing the kingdom of darkness. When are Christians going to say, let's put our uh, 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 differences aside for the common cause of advancing the kingdom of God? Come on now. As Christians, it's time that we rise up as the people of God united in Christ Jesus. And we set an example by joining together to advance His kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. Say amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Now I'm telling you, this is why the devil works so hard to divide Christians. He does everything he can. His more, more energy is spent to divide Christians than anything because he knows if we're divided, he can conquer us. He stops at no length to destroy our relationships. The devil comes in to try and destroy a relationship with God. He tries to destroy our relationships with our parents. You think you've just been buttonheads with your parents just because? No, that's demonic work. There's demonic spirits. There's demonic strategy behind that. And let me tell you what, he tries to break up the relationship with the spouses. If you're married, let me tell you what, the devil has an assault on your marriage. He is trying to get you focused on your differences rather than that which unites you, looking at that which divides you, so that he can, as Jesus said, every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and excuse me, and every city or house divided against itself will not stand. It will not stand. The Word of God says it. So the devil says, if I can get division in here, 
I can get it to fall. See, I'm telling you, the devil is trying to destroy your relationship with your boss. He's trying to destroy your relationship with your employees. He's trying to destroy your relationship with your friends. He's trying to destroy your relationship with your spouse and with your parents and with your children and with your grandchildren and with your pastors. And he, he, is not, he doesn't play fair. Because he's afraid that if the church unites and the husband and wife unite and the children with the parents and the parents with the children unite, there's nothing impossible for them. So the enemy is fighting those. Jesus put it this way, and this is so powerful in Matthew 18 and 19. He said, if two of you, thank God he said two, because sometimes it's hard to get a third one to join in, but just two. If you get two to agree on earth, that's right here where we're at right now. On this Sunday, if we will agree, two of us on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. Now we know we got to interpret the Scripture with the whole of Scripture, and God is not going to give you anything that violates His will or His word. So we know that whatever we ask, it has to be in alignment with God's will and His Word that has been given to us in the Logos. So we understand that. So if you're asking for someone to drop dead, you come in an agreement, you know, you, you may exercise demonic power and do the devil's work, but that won't be God's work, okay? So, so anything, two of you concerning anything that you ask, it will be done. Do you believe that? I mean, do you believe that God, the Father, is waiting right now? Right this moment, He is waiting to do for you, to give to you something super in your natural so that you can experience a supernatural act of heaven on earth. He's willing to do it right now if two of you will come together in agreement and ask Him. That word agree is a Greek word that from the original text, a symphonio, we get our word symphony from that. It means to be harmonious or to sound together. It's made up of two Greek words, sum and phonio, which together and sound, sound coming together in accord, in harmony, uh, primarily of musical instruments or voices. That's why a, a, a duet or a trio or a choir or a symphony or an orchestra can make a sound that will impact you unlike ever an individual voice or an individual instrument. There's a whole new dimension, a whole new dynamic, a whole new power to that. That's why we, we pray over our praise and worship team here because they come together on Wednesday nights. They come together on Thursday nights. They come together early before service on Sunday morning and they're working together. They're praying together. They're, they're, they're uh, practicing together. They're learning together so that they can come in symphonio and agreement in leading us to ascribe glory and honor and praise and thanksgiving to God. And God says when we praise Him, He inhabits our praise. He moves in, Yashab, with covenant provision, covenant power, covenant anointing, covenant presence. So God, we usher God's presence in in a supernatural way when we symphonio, when we come together with the instruments and the voices ascribing glory and honor to Him. But it's the same word that if just two of us come together in agreement asking anything of God that He will give it to us. Hallelujah. 
I mean, Father God loves agreement so much that He almost puts a blank check here, that He gives us anything, anything that we ask for. Now, that's powerful. Oh, that we would believe that. Oh, that we would believe that. Not just in our head, but in our heart to say, you know what? I'm going to prioritize some finial. I'm going to prioritize coming together in agreement. I'm going to prioritize this law of teamwork and I'm going to find unity, whatever I can do to bring unity in my marriage, to bring unity in my parenting with my children or my, with my parents, unity with any leaders, unity in my church, so that we can see the hand of God manifest in this mighty way. Either the word is true or not. And I choose to believe it. I choose to believe it because I've seen its reality ever since I was 17 years old and found a new life based on the Word of God. See, one of the main purposes of our marriage, if you're married, or any godly relationships, is to produce power. When two people come in agreement, there's nothing impossible. Nothing. Nothing. I don't know if you get that. My mind is trying to still wrap around. Nothing is impossible. Unity activates the law of agreement. You know, Deuteronomy 32 and 30, one can put 1,000 to flight, two can put 10,000. There's an exponential activated when we come together. Let me tell you, unity activates the law of agreement which releases the supernatural exponential authority and power of God. And we need to see that. I want to see that in your life. We're coming up on Rosh Hashanah, New Year. God says, I want you to examine what's happened behind you and I want you to clean up, reposition, and, and get yourself realigned so that when you go into this new year and, and it, it, you're in proper, uh, uh, proper tra trajectory, I can propel you. But if you don't get yourself properly lined up, He can't propel us because if we're off course, it would propel us off course further. He wants to propel you. This is the sounding of the trumpet is the release of the power of God to propel you into this new year, to shoot you forward. But we've got to take this week and examine and line ourselves up so that we're right in position to go to that next level, not climbing and not clawing and not working, but supernaturally to that next level. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Oh, the Christian life is so very important. So many people say, well, the Christian life is a lonely life. That's the, what the devil's tried to do. He's tried to make us all independent, all islands under ourselves, where we try to protect us and our own and stay as far as we can from others. Uh, you know, we see betrayals and we see competitions. Oh, the devil loves to use those. People who are uh, uh, used, uh, used us or disposed us or somebody else's gain. And, and let me tell you what, the enemy uses this stuff to creep in with this mindset to make us cautious, to make us suspicious and afraid of covenant relationships. The devil knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. Because it keeps us powerless. It's time that we rise up into the power that God has created for us. And to do that, we must unite as brothers and sisters in Christ. We must unite under the purpose and the plan and the call of God and the mission and the vision that God has given so that we can go and advance His kingdom. Look at what God said in Genesis 11 and 6. I mean, this is absolutely amazing. Here after Noah and his children are got the mandate of God to be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth to the ends of the earth, 
Uh, generations down, they get the Valley of Shinar. It's plush. It's easy living. It's beautiful. They said, you know what? This is so great. We're not going any further. And they keep hearing the mandate of God. Go fill the earth. Fill the earth. They're like, well, we don't care about that part of the earth. You know, we love it here. This is comfortable. Our flesh likes this. We're, we're going to stay here. But then that conviction came in. You know what? Last time my, my uh, ancestors rebelled against God, the flood came and destroyed the earth. Now, God had made a promise that he was not going to destroy the whole earth with a flood again, but they knew what wet soil looked like, okay? So they start building this tower, and they build it, and it's going up into the heavens because they said, if another flood comes, we'll just climb on up in that tower and we'll survive. We've got to get it higher than where the ark landed on Mount Ararat so that we know that we can survive. And look at what God said there in verse 6. When, you know, he said, nothing... Now, this is God. Nothing that they propose to do will be withheld from them. Because of their unity, because they're all of one mind, nothing that they propose to nothing, God. God said nothing. I mean, can you imagine? Here's God saying there's nothing that will be withheld. Everything they propose to do, they can do it because they're united. Now, because they were not fulfilling the will of God, God divides their languages so that there is division that would cause them to keep spreading and filling the ends of the earth. But God makes this note that the power of teamwork that he has given to us is so powerful that nothing that we propose to do will be withheld from us. Now that's power. That's power. And that's the power God wants in our relationships. And I don't know about you, but I want to walk in that kind of power. Okay, I want to offer myself to you and 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 I want to join myself with you in producing that kind of power. It's called covenant relationships. And it's not just about preaching to you the revelation of God's word, but us joining together, you and I joining together to release God's unlimited power and blessing in every area of our lives that our families will benefit and our children, our children's children and the generations to come and our neighborhoods and our Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and the uttermost parts of the world will benefit because we have covenant relationship like this, the power of teamwork. Let me show you what it takes to have a covenant relationship that produces this kind of power. First thing is we've got to understand the purpose of the relationship. And the enemy can give you a purpose and you can advance the kingdom of darkness. Or you can take on the purposes of God and advance the kingdom of light. So purpose, when it is not understood, you will neglect or abuse a thing. And I have found that the purpose of a relationship Think about it. The purpose of a relationship is to create a power or a strength that was not there before. Think about that with your relationship with your parents, your relationship with your children, your relationship with your spouse if you're married, your relationship with your best friend, your relationship with your coworker, your relationship with your employer or employees, your relationship with your pastor, your relationship with leaders. Let me tell you what, they are to create a power, a strength that was not there before. Again, Jesus said in Matthew 18 and 19, he said, again, I say to you, if two of you agree concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. 
So the purpose of a relationship is to create an agreement. And that agreement releases power in our lives. The power to receive anything. So our goal should be to look at what we can agree on rather than what we can disagree on. We live in a day and an age where the enemy, he has, he has seasoned our tongue and, 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 and our vision in such that we like to focus on what we disagree on. There may be 99 things we come in agreement on, but we'll talk about the one thing that we don't like, the one nuance that gets on my nerve, the one nuance that gets under my skin, and the devil says, I win. Here they have, they have access to a supernatural power of heaven, God willing to step out and do anything that they ask if they had come in an agreement and I got them to look past 99 things they can agree on to focus on the one thing they disagree on so that that can neutralize it. I can cause it to be passive and I can cause it to be impotent. There will be no power here. And the devil says the kingdom of darkness wins. Wow. No wonder he works so hard to destroy our relationships. I mean, why does he divide people through offense and divorce and jealousy and strife and envy and unforgiveness and bitterness and, and all these forces? Because he, he wants to keep us from walking in this agreement that releases this exponential power of God. I like what Paul said. He said, let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus. Let us take on the mind of Christ. If you want to agree on something, let's agree on the mind of Christ. What did Jesus say? What did Jesus do? How, what's the example Jesus laid for us? I'm not here to do my will. I'm here to do His will. Because He was here to do the Father's will. Amen? So we've got to understand purpose. The second thing, if we've got these covenant relationships that produce power, is forgiveness. Man, forgiveness. Let me tell you what. If you live with people for 10 minutes, you're going to need to forgive. Now, nah, maybe not 10 minutes. <laughs> maybe 10 hours or 10 days or 10 weeks. Yeah. But if you live with folks or deal with folks long enough, you're going to have to know how to forgive. And you need to learn how because, let me tell you, they're going to need to learn how to forgive you because you ain't the perfect angel either. Amen. Amen. I'm telling you, when we're offended by somebody... We prevent the flow of power that comes from agreement. The moment you take offense, the power has been shut off. Some people were going without power for days and weeks when the hurricane came. And, and, uh, and let me, the Bahamas, even to this day, they're still dealing without power in many places there. And, and all the conveniences and all of the ease and all of the things we take for granted is no longer available. No longer available. And the same is true. The power is shut off. The transformer blows at the pole and you have no power of heaven, no power on, of God flowing in and through your circumstance and situation when you take offense because it breaks agreement. Oh, I've heard, I've been pastoring for 27 years in the ministry over 30 years, counseled thousands of people and I hear today a higher percentage of people taking offense than ever before. And I says, as these end times come and the days are drawing nigh, the church should rise up and be more powerful. The devil's afraid of that glorious church without spot or wrinkle that, that Jesus Christ is coming back for. So he's doing everything he can because he knows when Jesus comes back, he knows he's doomed. He knows the day's coming, that he's going to be cast into uh, the eternal abyss. He knows all of that is happening, so he wants to delay it as long as he can. And if he can keep the church impotent and not glorious, he says, then, Jesus, I'll delay the return of Christ, so he just stirs up offense. 
Let's take, I'm offended. I'm offended that you didn't appreciate my presence. Get over yourself. Come on. Jesus said in Mark 11 and 25, whenever you stand praying, if you have anything, 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 well, you don't know this one thing. They did this one thing. That doesn't, that doesn't classify as anything. Yeah, it does. But it, it hurt me really, really deep. Well, I'm sure anything covers that as well. You have to forgive him. That your Father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. Oh, how dare we expect God to forgive us when he says, mm-mm, contingent, contingent. No grace says it's not contingent. God says, well, you can say what you want, but I say it, and I get the last word. You know, in the church, Pastor Radica gets up here sometimes and picks on me, and I say from the, the seat there, yeah, I get the last word. I get the last word because I'm up here laugh. Well, let me tell you what. Bigger than that, and I'm telling you, is God. He gets the ultimate last word. And he says, if you fail to forgive, I'm not going to forgive you. See, forgiveness is one of the most important ingredients in relationships because people fall short. People hurt us. That is a fact. People mistreat us. That is a fact. We must forgive. But think, you hurt others. You let others down. You disappoint others. You may not even mean to. You may not even know that you have not come up to the expectation of others and they are offended by you. But we need forgiveness. God has designed us to be interdependent, not independent. I know in America we declare our independence and we're to be all independent. Well, let me tell you what. God has created us as Christians to be interdependent. Paul said we're like a body, some a finger, some a toe, some a knee, some a nose, some a ear, some a eye. You know, we're, but we're all joined, intertwined together for the purpose that God has called us. So we're inter in interdependent. I love, as you'll study the designer, if you want to know this property and how it's laid out, let's go to Pete Berkheimer, our engineer. And uh, Pete will explain to you stuff under this ground and why the Embassy Lake is where it's at and why that uh, particular island is out there with that particular tree in that particular island. He'll explain to you everything because it was engineered before this was just, uh, you know, wet ground and trees, okay? It was all engineered and then everybody began to work off of those plans, that site plan to get everything draining properly and working properly. Everything had a purpose based on the engineer's design. Well, look at the engineer's design for this world. Our God is the engineer, okay? And you can just look at animals. You can look at nature. You can see what he does. Here's a fascinating fact about honeybees. On warm days, when the temperature gets to a certain temperature, the half of the bees will stay with the hive, and they will come together in unison. They will flap their wings and cause an air conditioning effect that lowers the temperature 10 to 12 degrees. They've tested this. And then the next day, while that first day half of the bees are doing the air conditioning, the other half go and get the, bee, the pollen and all that stuff, and nectar and stuff, and then the next day they swap. Now, nobody's popping a whip. Nobody's holding a, a, a salt-shooting, bee-destroying uh, rifle telling them, if you better get here and do this. They just do it because the designer, the engineer designed them that way. And, and let me tell you what, that's the same God that created us. 
He's the same God. Now, He gave us free will that we can choose to have a love relationship with Him or not. And that free will, the devil will get in there if you're not careful and get you to leave the hive, to leave your post, to not interconnect and not unite and not walk in agreement and destroy your marriage, destroy your children, destroy your parents, destroy your business, destroy your relationships, destroy your relationship with God. And Satan rejoices in it, but that is not the plan of God. Satan wants you to take offense and isolate yourself from others and and have unforgiveness and bitterness. He wants you to miss out on God's best. But I'm here to tell you God's best is God's desire for you. And the law of teamwork helps us tap into it. And then that third thing, we have to lower our expectations of people and raise our expectations of God. Oh, please hear me on this. One of the main reasons we have problems in our relationships is that we put too much dependence on people coming through for us or people providing for us or people making us happy or people doing this or that. If you allow that to happen, then it puts too much power in people's hands. Now they control your emotions. They control your happiness. They control your decisions. And it's like they're your God, little g, rather than Jehovah being your God. You cannot do that. If someone disappoints you or lets you down, it can really hurt, I know. But if you put your trust in God coming through for you rather than people, you will eliminate that disappointment and eliminate that hurt. See, we got it so backwards. We put too much stock in what people say and not enough stock in what God says. We got it all backwards. We've got to change this. And when you do, you will find yourself freed and happier than you've ever been in your life. Psalms 118, verse 8. It's better to trust the Lord than to put confidence in man. Now, we are to interlink and we are to partner and we are to be a team with our fellow man, but not placing our faith, hope, and trust, that confidence in them. And then the fourth thing, we've got to learn the secrets of effective communication. If you're going to have teamwork, Let me tell you what, you've got to invest in learning how to have effective communication. Effective communication. Effective, not just communication. Not just talking down on someone, ignoring someone, talk to the hand, you know, talk to the hand. No, no, I'm talking about effective communication. Here's a process that you can follow. In order to have a powerful relationship, you must have clear and effective communication. And in order to have great communication, you must have understanding. Understanding. Now, no one likes to be misunderstood. You want people to understand you. You want them to understand where you're coming from. You want them to understand what you're saying. You you don't want them to judge you, to judge your motives or intentions. You want them to understand you, right? Well, in order for them to understand you and for you to understand others, you have to invest in listening. you got to listen. Now, if you are not listening, you'll never understand where someone's coming from. I'm telling you, we got this tendency. Somebody will say, well, you know, I got this problem the other day. Uh, I was out on I-64. Well, you know what? I-64 is a problem in itself. And then we come up and we got the solution and we're telling them to take the back roads and to get a bypass and go around here and do this and do that. And it has nothing to do with the interstate at all because we didn't listen. We didn't even know where they're really coming from. And they just shut down and say, idiot. 
<laughs> I don't know what they say, but, but they're don't, they don't, they don't not too happy about it. Okay. They'll never understand you if you don't listen. Now, I want to encourage you. If you want, do you want people to listen to you when you talk? Well, then you've got to sow, you've got to sow listening to others. You've got to shut the lip and open the ears. You've got two of those and one of these. You should be listening twice as much as you're speaking, right? The most successful parents, the most successful teachers, the most successful salespeople are those who've learned to listen. Sow the seed of listening and you'll get the harvest of others listening to you. I know we think we're the smartest people on planet Earth. I know we want to talk. We love hearing ourselves talk. We, we, we lie because if we hear ourselves recorded, we always say, oh, I don't like the way I sound. Well, that, you sure fooled me. <laughs> so if we have great relationships and have effective communication, we have to have understanding. To get understanding, we've got to listen. And in order for us to listen, if you don't listen, let me tell you what, you're showing someone you don't respect them. So the next key is respect. And to gain respect is very simple. You must trust. If you trust, put your trust in God putting the, the relationship together and there's respect that you're looking up to. You want to listen and understand where they're at so that you can come in agreement with them in the areas that you can come in agreement to usher in the hand of God at work in and through your life. So trust is so very important. And then with trust, let me tell you what, in order to trust someone, they have to be a people of integrity. You need to make it a commitment that you're a man or woman of integrity, that you are whole, that you do what God says and you don't do what God says not to do. And you're not making excuses. And when you do falter, you get back up, you repent and you ask for forgiveness and you forgive others and you move forward. That is a person of integrity. So if we put it all together, when a person has integrity, they keep their word so you can trust them. And if you trust them, you now respect them. And because you respect them, you're willing to listen to them. And if you listen to them, you will understand them, which then gives you effective communication. And when you have effective, great communication, you can now come in agreement with them. And when you come in agreement with them, you can ask God for whatever, anything, and it will be done for you, Jesus said, by the Father. So this morning, as we wrap this up, I want to come in agreement with you. I know you've been in, on the battlefield. I know at the closing up of this, this year, as we're preparing next Sunday with Rosh Hashanah to go into the new year, the battle has been intense. I know how the devil works. I know the enemy has done everything he can to get you to throw in the towel, to quit whether it's been an attack on your physical body, whether it's been an attack in your mind, on your emotions, whether it's been an attack on a relationship that's very dear to you, whether it's been an attack on your finances, whether it's been an attack on your family. Let me tell you what, I know the devil does not play fair. And he has been waging war and raging havoc on your life. What you need is to tap into a power source that is greater than he is and an authority that can put him to flight and put him out of the situation. You need somebody to come in agreement with you because agreement will release that type of power. So I want to come in agreement with you today. Whatever you're struggling with, 
whatever you're dealing with, I don't even need to know all the details. I just know the battle is real. Whatever you're being hit with, I want to come in agreement with you as your friend. First and foremost, as your friend, as a man that loves God and you being a man or a woman who love God. I want to come in agreement with you as, as your pastor or maybe you're visiting today and just a representation of the pastoral ministry. I want to come in agreement with you as a spiritual father. And I want to stand in agreement with you today that we can put the enemy to flight in your life that we're going to come in agreement, we're going to come together, and we are going to see the miraculous, invisible power of God manifest in your situation beginning right now. Because together, we can rejoice in your miracle because we know God's Word is true. If two of you agree on earth, in an earthly building like we are in right now, right now, you that are tuning in and watching out on Facebook and out on the internet and out on television and listening by the radio, I want you to know that we want to come in agreement with you. We want to come in agreement with you in God's Word for your victory, for your healing, for your deliverance, for your breakthrough, for your promotion, for healing in that broken relationship, that broken marriage, that, broke, broke, that breakdown with the children, that breakdown with the parents, that breakdown with the business partner, that breakdown with the best friend. We want to come in agreement with you. And as we come in agreement... It gives us the authority to reach up into the heavens and receive the miracle manifest of the power of God in our life and in our situation. Hallelujah. Would you stand with me, please? Lord, we know that teamwork is what makes the dream work. And Lord, I know there are dreams. Each and every person here has dreams, visions, plans, aspirations, desires. Lord, we want to team with them right now. Some of us want to come under and push. Others of us want to reach over and pull. But we want to help each other. We want to help each other get to that place that God has called us to. Because we know that where there is a team that is effectively at work, together everyone achieves more. Every one of us are going to a whole nother level. We're helping somebody get to their new level, but by doing that, God is helping us get to our new level. Everyone achieves more. And if you would like to take an acrostic I put together, teamwork, that is together enjoying a ministry, worshiping our righteous King. Oh, let's advance His kingdom. Because let me tell you, there's no I in team. There's no I. We come together. Maybe you need to forgive someone. Let me tell you what, you don't have to cut yourself. You don't have to go stand nude in the swamps and let mosquitoes eat you as some of the monks did in church history, doing penance for things to get forgiveness. They don't have to shed blood by the biting of a mosquito. They don't have to shed blood by the cutting of a stone. There was blood shed on a cross 
And that was the cross of Jesus Christ where He shed His blood to wash away your sin. What shall wash away my sin? Nothing, nothing but the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. What can make you whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Jesus shed His blood. You can be forgiven. You can be set free today. Ask for His forgiveness, but first, forgive those. He says, if you'll forgive those, my Father will forgive you. Hallelujah. Father, we just come together. We thank you for bringing our attention to this, for making us aware of the power of teamwork, Lord God, that we would activate this law of teamwork in our lives beginning right now, headed to Rosh Hashanah, that we would be positioned in the right place so that you can propel us supernaturally to higher heights in this new year. Hallelujah. So forgive us, Lord. Forgive us, Lord, our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Yes, Lord, forgive us our debts as we forgive those who, Lord God, who has trans trespassed and who are given to us hardship and cause for us pain. Lord God, we release them. We release them now. And Lord God, we want to come together with you and those who join us with you and your word. And together, we want to make a team, a covenant relationship that can usher in and activate the law of, of your teamwork and power. So Lord God, I just join with each and every person right now. Lord, whether I'm a friend, just a, a servant of God, pastor, spiritual father, Lord, whatever role they see me, Lord, I just want to join with them. I come in agreement with you. Whatever you need from God, Whatever you need from God, I come in agreement with you right now. I come in agreement with you that God's will be done. That God's will be done. That you receive that miracle. That you receive that healing in your body. That you receive that promotion. That you receive that breakthrough. That you receive that reconciliation and that relationship. I come in agreement with you right now. I come in agreement that you can see the mighty hand of God bringing forth the manifest of heaven in your life that Father God is waiting right now to bring it to reality for you. I come in agreement with you. I come in agreement with you right now that you would receive what God has for you. That you would receive what God has destined for you. I come in agreement with you right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, join with you right now. I join with you right now. Oh, in the name of Jesus, I join with you, each of you right now. You need two. Only one more. You and one. I'll join with you right now. Right now. Right now. To see it. To see it. To see it. Beginning today, positioning you for the supernatural propelling of God to propel you into the trajectory of success, to the trajectory of, of supernatural miracle manifest, that you will have a testimony. This time next week, you'll come in here with testimony of the goodness of God, of the breakthrough, of the advancement, of the miracle. To brag on Him. Brag on Him. He's worthy. He's worthy. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Let it be for you. Let it be for you in Jesus' name. Amen.